Hello. There. Okay. Yeah, this works. That's fine. Hello. Oh. Hello. That's it. Okay, now I'm a star. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, today I'm going to be talking about uh, JavaScript is for everyone. Uh, that wasn't supposed to happen. And also, that wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. Uh, Hello, I'm Kenny Bulumaya-Steven. Uh, I'm a front-end engineering lead and developer advocate at Becaster. Uh, I'm also the Akonven and community manager uh, for Codefreak. I'll be telling you about the Codefreak story and why JavaScript is for everyone. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ExpensiveTV. Please don't ask me how I came about that handle. Uh, it's one of those things I don't really want to talk about, but yeah. Uh, I work in Finland. Uh, who knows about Finland? Woohoo! That's nice. This audience is way better. Uh, in Finland, we don't smile, so it's like, do you know about Finland? That's pretty much it. But yeah, uh, I'm going to be talking about JavaScript being for everyone. And this is basically how it's going to go. I'm going to tell you about what Codefic is. Uh, I'm going to tell you why we do what we do. Uh, important disclaimer. You might not necessarily like a lot of the things I'm going to say today, but I think it's important to actually state these things out because uh, there's been a huge dysfunction uh, between teaching JavaScript and getting beginners into the industry. Uh, I'm going to talk about the team behind Codefreak. Uh, I'm going to be telling you how we teach JavaScript. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Ember, uh, how conventions over configurations have changed for us. Uh, I'm going to give you example beginner concepts that we actually used Ember to do. Uh, I'm going to give a history, a brief history of where we came from and how we decided to go with this. And I'm going to show you what we're going to be doing moving forward. So, what on earth is Code Freak? <laughs> well, we're not in fancy, uh, just a regular bunch of software engineers giving back to the underrepresented folk community. Um, it's a bunch of students. Uh, we all met when we were at the University of Tartu doing a master's in software engineering. We figured out the problem in Estonia, and we decided to get together to solve it. So yeah, I'm going to tell you about that, what we did. What do we do, and why do we do what we do? Who understands what this means? OK, very few hands. But this basically explains why I'm giving this talk. In case you missed it in my previous slide, I used the word underrepresented. It was highlighted in red for a specific reason. Um, I would like to redefine this word. I would not like to be addressed with this word. I see myself as a marginalized person. So uh, in 2015, I was doing a master's in software engineering in Estonia. We had a lot of um, people of color uh, in, this, in, in the country. Well, not so many, but very few, uh, but quite a significant number. The issue was it was difficult to get jobs, right? There were a lot of people who wanted to get into the tech space, but it was difficult to get in. And the reason was we had created these barriers for them, assuming that everyone had the same cognitive abilities. Uh, and this is, this is a bias that a lot of us have. We, we don't necessarily do it intentionally, but this is it. 
Uh, and just a random question. How many people who make tutorials or teach people think about learning disabilities like ADHD, for example? Very few hands. How many people think about people who are not really able to learn, not because they're not smart enough, but because they didn't have the same privileges that you had? Do you ever think of that? How many people here got their first computers before 15? Okay, you see these hands? I never got a computer before 15. So, whether I like it or not, I didn't get the advantages that Order had. And this is why we came about Coder Freak to actually try to bridge that gap and give people the ability to actually get into the industry without thinking so much. Uh, yesterday, something happened, and I basically wanted to quote this. I thought it was important because I would like to change the narrative of we being underrepresented. Uh, I quote Brian Lyles when he says, we're not underrepresented anymore. Y'all are overrepresented. I'm sorry, but this is fact. We are black, indigenous people of color in IT, and we're supposed to be here. We're not here as a quota. We're here because we're supposed to be here. We no longer want to be using negatives to address ourselves in the industry. We want to be seen as people who are marginalized. We're not underrepresented. That's not the way we want to see. And hopefully, I hope that at the end of this talk, everyone takes this back and puts that at the back of their minds. Would you believe if I tell you there's a lot of amazing ideas that never see the light of day just because the idea Ideator is basically a person of color or belongs to a marginalized community. How many people actually believe this? It's always difficult when you need to go and sort for funds uh, when you belong to a specific demographic. It's not as easy as a lot of people think. Uh, this is one of the reasons why we decided we wanted to create this community where we brought people together. Uh, people who belong to disunderrepresented groups, and then teach them JavaScript in such a way where they don't need to be so much worried about the toxicity we have in the industry. They could just come and learn and afterwards explore. So yeah, like everyone else, I think we all deserve an equal chance. It might not be nice, it might not be comfortable for some people, but we all do deserve an equal chance. Well, um, I'm not really sure about pizza and burgers, so uh, maybe Pizza and burgers don't deserve equal lining. I'm a pizza person, uh, so maybe the Americans might not be so happy, but I like pizza more than burgers. So let's meet the theme. Like I said, we're just a bunch of regular people. Um, the folks who work at Code of Freak, that's Gabriel. Uh, and this is Sunday. And this is Victor. Um, they're all senior software engineers. Uh, two of them work in Canada, and one works in Estonia. Uh, we started Code of Freak uh, together in 2016, and we've been going stronger ever since. I'm going to give a honorable mention to a friend called Fortunat. He's from Congo, also based in Estonia. He has really helped us a lot, and he basically helped us discover a better way to actually accommodate people when we need to teach JavaScript. Now, one of the biggest things we found out about JavaScript and getting people into the industry is that preconceptions are pure evil. Um, one of the preconceptions is that JavaScript is easy. You can say that when you're not a beginner. If you have never written a line of code Programming is never as easy as you think. And this is something I want us to always remember when you have to teach people. Uh, the fact that you understand it does not necessarily mean they will understand it the way that you do. The fact that you have the ability to assimilate things does not necessarily mean they would have the ability to assimilate things the way that you will. 
As huge as the JavaScript community out here is, there's no guarantee way of ensuring people grasp the concepts. This isn't a fault with JavaScript at all. This is just purely down to the fact that people learn differently. Uh, and we, where we have made a mistake is not really taking time to find ways to accommodate the different type of people who need to learn. We have been very mainstream in the way we teach JavaScript. And I'm hoping that as we go back today, for those of us who mentor people, for those of us who have junior developers, we kind of take this into consideration about who we are teaching, what the situations might be. Sometimes it's not only about learning disabilities. It could be emotional. It could be mental. It could be physical. So let's always put that into consideration when we need to teach. Now, JavaScript doesn't have to be complicated um, as much as we tend to make it complicated. I strongly believe it doesn't have to be. Um, JavaScript is a beautiful language. I didn't come from a JavaScript background. I, I came from a C++ background. But ever since I've got here, I don't want to go back because I love being here. However, we have created a barrier that makes it difficult for people to come into the industry. And just before I go, a quick question. How many people here work in front-end development? Awesome, that's a lot of hands. OK. This should have been named JSCon front-end. <laughs> Uh, how many people as front-end engineers have had to traverse a binary tree in their regular day jobs? Okay, that's very few hands. That's, I can't even count. How many people have had to use the big O notation in their regular jobs as front-end engineers? Okay, it's also very few hands. Now think about it. Why do we need to actually make beginners scared of getting into the industry by bombarding them with all this information instead of getting them in and easing them into learning. Why can't we do that? Why do we always have to make it so complicated? So we designed a very simple way to actually teach beginners, and it's basically this. Because whether you like it or not, these are the three building blocks of JavaScript. The moment you can understand these three concepts, it makes it easier for you to go on to explore different other things. We basically decided to use this pattern, uh, explaining variables and objects and methods going through this way. We think it's easier. Um, it has worked for us. It has enabled us to get out of 15 students we initially took, get nine of them into the industry. They're good engineers. Um, they're still young, they still have a lot of time to improve, but they're learning. And it's shown us that there's a possibility to actually ease people into the industry without necessarily complicating the entrance. We need to think about the different type of people. We need to think about the different communities. We need to find a way to get everyone in without necessarily unintentionally excluding them. Now, the biggest problem we face when we need to teach people, um, and this is not this is by no means uh, me lashing out at anyone or any particular thing. I'm just saying uh, the JavaScript community has grown so big, and something that is supposed to be a huge help for us has intent un un unfortunately turned out to be a problem. And what's that? This is it. Yeah, and again, pretty much frameworks. Frameworks were supposed to make software development easy. Uh, frameworks were basically enabled to, we started building frameworks to enable people become productive easier. Unfortunately, we have started making frameworks that are making it more complicated for people to get in. And this is no lash out to anyone uh, or any framework. Uh, in my team, we use four different JavaScript frameworks for different projects. Everyone has its pros and cons. 
But I think that it's important that when we build this, and even when we make tutorials or whichever frameworks we use, we take into consideration the different type of people that need to learn. Now, I like Ember, and I'm going to make uh, an important disclaimer. I'm by no way connected to the Ember community. I'm not a contributor to Ember. I'm only speaking about Ember in the context of how we actually use them to teach people by just giving simple instructions. Um, there's something very controversial about Ember. Uh, I wouldn't say controversial. I will say it's a, a diverse opinion. And it's convention over configuration. Um, a lot of people feel that this is not so good. And that's totally justified. They have their reasons. Uh, a lot of people do believe that convention over configuration uh, is also quite important. And they have their reasons. Now, uh, starting in Codafric, we actually went ahead to teach people in terms of the different themes that we needed to show them. And what we discovered was that it was easier to actually use Ember because we could give them a set of instructions to follow. And if you remember, the, one of the most important things you enjoyed as a beginner was writing that first line of code and seeing it work. So we gave them an opportunity to actually see their work progress, um, enjoy that excitement, and then go on to dig deeper behind the basics, why this works the way it works, instead of wandering so much in the other reverse pattern. So uh, typical pitfalls we encountered with trying to use other frameworks. Uh, lazy loading. Um, there were too many computer science concepts. It's front-end development. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Come on. Uh, some frameworks seem to be front-end frameworks designed for back-end developers. Um, a lot of people here can agree with that. I'm pretty sure we've all been there. We've all seen it. Uh, we probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. And then some things are not just designed for beginners. It's true. Um, as much as we would like to say it is, it's just not designed for beginners. It's not beginner-friendly. There are tons of other things, but I'm going to skip that and just talk about the basic ones. Um, at this point, I'm going to play a nice video. Uh, Okay, so I'm just going to round up. Uh, that was pretty much it. Um, I would say a big thank you to all the people who work with the Ember guides. Um, teaching Ember and teaching Vue.js to our students have been totally amazing, mostly because of the way the documentation is actually designed. A uh, huge shout out to these two communities. Um, the documentations are totally amazing, and they make teaching easy for us. Uh, so our wins thanks to Ember. Routers, um, and this is no beef against any framework, but not having to teach people about routing uh, not having to tell people, listen, I need you to go and install this particular framework router to get started. Helps us a lot because it eliminates the need for people to worry about that. When they want to learn about routers, they will do that on their own time. What they're interested in is getting productive and making code. So that's what we help them do. Uh, handlebars, uh, we're grateful for these mostly because of the way it enables us to data binding. Um, we can actually teach data binding without worrying about teaching data binding. And basically, they can get productive, they can understand it, and when they want to dig deeper, they have a better overview of what data binding should be and how it should work. And lastly, convention. Um, we, all of, we all have different ideas about convention, but as someone who has taught Ruby and Rails and taught Ember.js and taught JavaScript even in a university, I actually think for beginners and considering different types of learners, it's actually important to give them a certain set of guidelines for them to use and work in. That way, it's easier for them to follow up and also be productive. And just, I'm going to show a couple of uh, little things. So this is pretty much lazy loading in Ember.js. This is how straightforward it is. Um, I only need to explain what lazy loading is and show them this. 
And that's pretty much it. Now, no disrespect to Angular, but if I need to do this in Angular, it's not so straightforward. And these are one of the issues that we normally face when we need to teach, because you need to make sure that you can go into a lot of very core concepts. Going into a lot of core concepts for people who you are trying to get into the industry might just be a way to chase them away. So using simpler methods, using uh, these kind of methods, and using convention over configuration, we can actually do this and show it to them better. I really hope that a lot of frameworks will try to coexist and make it easier for people who will get into the industry. And this is basically a simple routing function in AmberJS. Uh, this is a simple explanation. This is all I need to tell a student that how the routing itself would work. And this would actually make logical sense because it follows systematically the way it will flow. And lastly, this is a code written by someone who learns JavaScript for four days. He had literally just learned objects, variables, and functions. And then he came up with this. I promised him that I was going to put this up there because I think four days into learning programming, I'm pretty sure I couldn't write this. So somehow, um, we are actually doing something right. And I'm hoping that as we go back, we learn to actually help people learn properly. And moving forward, um, We've rebranded Code Freak to Reload. Um, we still have Code Freak as an online version, but Reload is a full-time class. Uh, it's a free, intensive bootcamp for people who identify for any marginalized group. So um, you can find us on Twitter. And if you would like to be a mentor to some of our students, that would be totally amazing for us. We would love that. Uh, and many thanks to the following organizations. Um, the Association of African Students in Estonia. Uh, they gave us the first classroom that we needed. Um, thanks to the Tallinn University of Technology, I was a guest lecturer there, and they helped us also get a classroom. Um, our classrooms are located in the Mektori Innovation Institute. And huge thanks to my company. Um, I'm paid to be a developer advocate that doesn't need to come and talk about Bcaster, but to come and talk about what we do at Codafreak. So a uh, huge thanks to them. And lastly, I just wanted to mention about mentoring. Um, because this is also a fundamental part of JavaScript that we have actually forgotten. Now, a huge shout out to the Node.js community. Uh, they have an awesome uh, mentoring system. Uh, it does have a little floor, and hopefully sometime I'm going to bring that up when I can, but I just wanted to point out that if you know you mentor anyone, if you know you're a senior engineer and you have junior engineers in your team, mentoring is not good enough. You need to open them to your network. You need to give them opportunities. It's one thing to say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a teacher. I have four mentees. How many of your mentees are actually working? How many of them are you giving the opportunity to actually learn about public speaking? So for me, I think it's important that we keep this at the back of our minds while we teach. It's one thing to pass knowledge. It's another thing to give people the confidence. While you mentor people, open them up to your network. Give them opportunities. Uh, I, I used to be at fault for this because I, have, I had a lot of mentees. I had seven of them. And none of them were working at some point. Right. And I had to go back and sit down and think, OK, maybe this is not the right approach. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. And what was I missing? Opening them to my network. So on LinkedIn, if I see a job, I throw it to them. Listen, you should take a, take a shot at this. And I can comfortably say all seven of them are working today. One is soon going to be a senior engineer. He's just been three years. Um, but he's pretty smart because he has a CS background. So it's also important that we open people up to our networks. Um, I'm highlighting this, men this mentees that we have um, at Codafric because they came from a very different background. He's a journalist. And when I look down there, she actually also doesn't have a CS degree. Uh, she studied marketing. But they're all engineers now. And we're really proud of what they do. And I hope we can encourage more people to get into tech this way.
And lastly, I'm just going to point this. Who has had this phrase before? Okay. So basically what this means is that it's all about sharing what's been bothering you for a long time. Um, mostly things that you, know, you usually don't have anyone to talk about, um, but you would like to talk about it. And the reason why I do this is because every time I come to a conference, I have students who are back home listening. Uh, and I want the experienced developers here to please help me go on Twitter and talk about your most vulnerable, your most vulnerable uh, times. Talk about those things that you can't remember. Um, you can go on Twitter, uh, for example, every single time I need to Google how to use the reduce function. Because despite the fact that I've been programming for over five years, I don't seem to grab it. I have to go and still check out the reduce function. I might be good at other things, but when you say this to to young people, who, or it doesn't matter the age, but people who are young in industry, you give them some sort of confidence and make them know that, okay, we are not all Superman, you know, everyone basically makes mistakes. You know, everyone has some part they're not, they're not so comfortable with, right? So I want you to please share your stories. I'm gonna go on Twitter quickly and I'm gonna post this. Uh, so please indulge me. I prepared this tweet just ahead of time. Um, you can go on there and write uh, the things that you consider to be the most vulnerable things. You know, as a senior developer, what things do you forget regularly? As a senior developer, one of the things I've noticed is that no matter how much I think I know, I really don't know shit, unfortunately. Uh, because I, when I went to, to EmberConf, I sat with Yehuda, and he's someone that's been a role model for me. I, have start, I started reading his code right from Ruby when he started contributing to Ruby on Rails, you know? And I sit down with him, I have conversation, and I realize, like, oh boy, I have a long way to go, you know? So please um, share your stories with them, uh, encourage them, and make them understand that it's, it's, it's okay to make mistakes. We all make mistakes, regardless of how many years' experience we have in the industry. Everyone makes mistakes, and everyone learns from them, and you can be better. And I'm sorry, I started going back. And with that, I say thank you. You can find me on GitHub and Twitter, and you can send me an email. And the word you see there, kitos, is the one thing I want you to learn about Finland today. This is how we say thank you. So, thank you very much.